Welcome to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. Hey, and welcome everybody to this Man Up. Man Up podcast number 96. We are uh, here at Sugarland Baptist Church, and we're glad you're here too. And where is here? Here, we're outside of Houston, Texas. You grab a globe, spin it around, you will hopefully hit Texas. Southeast side of Texas is Houston. Southwest side is Sugarland, and that is where we are. <clears throat> We're so glad you're here. We call this the uh, we're spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors. We're just regular guys. And we're smoking our way to <laughs> Podcast 100. You know, and I guess they say uh, uh, do it until you get it right, and we're on 96. So we're on our way to getting it done right. <clears throat> what we do is we have a uh, men's... Uh, ABF or Sunday School Adult Bible Fellowship where we read some of the lessons and we're in the Connect 360 which is about truth and grace and uh, this is from the Baptist Way Press and we're in John uh, chapter 5 1 through 4 uh, through 24 and what we do is we uh, go through the lesson and then uh, through the discussion that we have on Sunday then we meet on Wednesday night and we do this podcast, and so we're so glad you're here. You can find us on Facebook at the Man Dash Up, <clears throat> or uh, we're on <clears throat> iTunes. We're also on SoundCloud. And you know what? We have an open door policy. And who just opened the door? Our deacon, <laughs> Kyle Trahan. So <clears throat> my name is Bill Cox. So glad you're here. I'm going to go ahead and I'll open, I'll uh, introduce the rest of the panel uh, real quick. And then, of course, we're guys, and what we'll do is just have a quick summary of this lesson that we're looking at. Uh, the, we, we have a full panel tonight, and uh, of course, it's great guys and they're regulars. And uh, Mr. Steve Titch, he's a professional gambler, but also a policy writer is his profession. Great guy. <clears throat> Also, he's an attorney, he's a prosecutor, he could throw the book at you or defend you. Probably throw the book and then defend you from the book if he wanted to. <laughs> we call him the judge, Michael Cropper. And sneaking in... And he would win either way. And he would win, that's right, he'd win either way. You know what I'm saying? Sneaking in, but I thought he was good. I, I said he was on a mission trip, but he's not yet, so he's here. Uh... He's an insurance guy, but he's also a great guy, and our deacon, Kyle Trahan, is here. And we have a professional trainer, actually a world-class trainer, uh, and he's got multiple books here in front of us, so I have a feeling that we're going to get trained tonight. Uh, that's Robert Koshu, and my name is uh, Bill Cox. I'm just a basic sales guy, a writer and actor, and what this... Uh, I want to just go around um, with the fellas and let them give a, a basic summary of the lesson. And uh, I'll start with Mr. Steve Titch. Oh, thank you. Uh, yes, we have a healing story. We're going to be in John chapter 5. 
where uh, Jesus will heal a, a paralytic man outside the gates of Jerusalem. Uh, but like many things we've been doing in John, it's not quite the same point as some of the healing stories you'll find in the synoptics. Uh, there's a certain structure here, and there's a certain context uh, that, um, that drive home points about who Jesus is. Excellent. Michael Cropper. Yes, just a reminder, last week we went and talked about the, uh, we didn't go anywhere. We actually, <laughs> we were, while we were here, while we were here, we discussed the woman at the well. And um, right. the author's well. direction for our lesson last week was to cross barriers and cross possibly cultural or ethnic barriers to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's what he did right. when, he, when he shared uh, his life and who he was with the Samaritan lady at the well. And then this week, as, as Steve has alluded to, uh, we are talking about the, the healing of the paralytic at the, the, the pool of Bethesda. And it's going to be, a, I, I think it'll be a lively discussion tonight because Jesus, uh, Jesus confronts the Pharisees and he actually, it looks to me like he goes looking for them. So I think it's a right. great, great story. Right. I, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. So Kyle Trahan, welcome back. Well, you know, seeing I had no excuse for last week. <laughs> right. uh, I thought your wife wrote you one. Uh, yeah, more or less. More or less. It was spring break. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, so and anyway, you had no kids. Uh, hey, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. You know? uh, but seriously, um, you know, it's, it's, it's shameful to miss uh, because I listened to it the next day and, you know, I had all kind of thoughts and interjections <laughs> that I would have normally thrown in there. And, yeah, you know, sure. You're in sure. your vehicle and what can you do? You're, then you just look right. like you're talking to yourself. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, a great lesson. I, I do uh, believe that it's going to be rather lively. You know, how often are we the person at the pool and don't or can't see that we need the healing or admit that we need to get in the pool to be healed. Yeah. Or r don't really want to be healed. Or are that. comfortable in, That's honestly, right. comfortable. in where they're at, yeah. in their Good trouble. Point. And if you are, shut up then. You know? Yeah. So, don't say, and anyway, yeah. Professor Coach. Uh, so, in continuing with my theme, um, kind of catch us up because John is a supplement to the synoptics. And so, as Mike mentioned, last week we did The Woman at the Well. And the reality of it is, when I read through, man, I sat and looked at the timeline of Jesus' life. I probably spent 10 minutes in here trying to figure out where this story fit. Because I kept looking back where the woman at the well was, thinking it's going to be in here somewhere. And I kept going and kept going. In, in time-honored movie tradition, we're doing a time jump. We basically jump almost a year in John's Gospel here between the woman of the well, there's one story that takes place shortly after that that, we're, that I'm going to mention, to now. So there is like a huge time jump that takes place here. And everything that filled in in the in-between time... You mean also in ministry time? Yes. In oh. ministry, I mean, oh. a year in this ministry, why, that's why a you Hear the list. So between the woman at the well and today's <coughs> story, the healing of Pula Bethesda, this is what occurred. He healed a nobleman's son. The, his town folk tried to kill him in Nazareth. He called four fishermen. Well, the four fishermen committed to following Jesus versus just, hey, we're going to come hang out with you in Jerusalem for a little bit. He heals 
um, Peter's mother-in-law, we can talk about that a little later, um, his first kind of tour through Galilee, Matthew becomes a disciple. He actually selects all 12 disciples. So he pulls the 12 aside, commissions them as his disciples, and they follow him. The Sermon on the Mount gets preached. The sinful woman anoints Jesus. He does a second Galilee tour. He calms the storm at the Sea of Galilee. He heals Jairus' daughter. His 12 followers go out to preach, and John the Baptist is killed. Not a bad year. <laughs> now we're... Except for that last one. Except for that last one. Right, the last one. But, but, I mean, but, but I mean, literally, we did, a, some ground. we did a time... We did ba- almost a year-long time jump here. And, and how it's covered in John's Gospel. So if you're looking at the New King James Version, it says, After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went to Jerusalem. In the NIV version, which I think is the one we're going to read in here, I'm not 100. Yeah, it is. It, is. it says sometime later. <laughs> so in, in 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 true, it is a supplemental to the other gospels. Basically, John's like they covered all that. I ain't got to touch it. Bam. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go ahead and I'll just read the scripture so we'll know what we're talking about. So. Um, we're, this is John 5, 1 through 24, the lesson, and out of this quarterly, this is number 5, and the, the heading says, Do you want to get well? <clears throat> Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there is in Jerusalem, near the Sheep Gate, a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, which is surrounded by five colored colonnades. Here, a great number of disabled people used to lie. The blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, Do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me get into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, Get up, pick up your mat, and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. The day on which this took place was a Sabbath. And so the Jewish leaders said to the man who had been healed, It is the Sabbath. The law forbids you to carry your mat. But he replied, The man who made me well said to me, Pick up your mat and walk. So they asked him, Who is this fellow who told you to pick it up and walk? The man who was healed had no idea who it was, for Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there. Later Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, See, you are well again. Stop sinning, or something worse may happen to you. The man went away and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who had made him well. So because Jesus was doing these things on the Sabbath, the Jewish leaders began to persecute him. In his defense, Jesus said to them, My father is always at his work to this very day, and I too am working. For this reason, they tried all the more to kill him, not only for he was breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making him equal with God. Jesus gave them this answer. Very truly, I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his father doing, because whatever the father does, the son also does. For the father loves the son and shows him all he does. Yes, and he will show him even greater works than these, so that 
you will be amazed. For just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the Son gives life to whom he is pleased to give it. Moreover, the Father judges no one, but has entrusted all judgment to the Son, that all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Very truly, I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but has crossed over from death to life. You know what's amazing to me? Is the guy didn't know who Jesus was. It is. It's given light what Robert said. In light of what Robert said. Well, Jesus is it because this guy's been laying here for 38 years? He'd been an invalid for 38 years. I I don't believe he was there. His reputation got around. When people wanted to know him, they found found him. They heard this man Mm -hmm. healed, and they would go out of their way to find him. But he's a little... Go ahead. He's a little isolated. <laughs> and and, yeah, and, and it sounds like it sounds like maybe he has a, someone who takes him to the pool <coughs> every day. Uh, yeah. but, but stay. And I don't think I don't think maybe he Talks was a, yes. on the way to work. <laughs> yeah, maybe and I don't maybe he had unlike unlike some of the other people like Jairus and we, right, Jairus. They, they, they went and sought out Jesus. They heard about it. I'm going to go find this guy or the woman who was, oh, right. who was having the hemorrhages said all I have to do is touch his. He's there. He's kind of, and Jesus yeah. suddenly pops in and he, he, and, and he actually, he thinks he thinks Jesus is offering to help him into the pool. Into the pool. Yeah. Well, I agree. Well, I no, no, agree no. And, with that. and I want to talk about this. Finally, I, I want to talk about this for a second. Well, let's go. Let's so, go a step further. Okay, go maybe, ahead. maybe he's not even religious. There well, were some people back then that were not religious. Believe it or not, we never think of that because he, we think all Jews are religious and all Jews believe the Torah. Well, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I'll get to you. But I think, no, no, no. I think he's well. The 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 the. the, the that paralyzed man believes there's something in the water that will heal him. When it whirls, when uh, that's yeah, when the spring, spring comes, comes up. up. When the spring comes up and <laughs> swirls the water, yeah. that's the miracle water. And then the, everybody rushes in and they get in, and <laughs> so, nobody helps him. They just get in. There's only so much space. So two things that, okay. that I'm curious about, and I won't really talk about this for a minute. So the scripture clearly says. There were many people lying around. Why did Jesus pick this guy? I always like asking the I, hard questions. Okay. Well, I, I don't think it's this guy picked a guy. I mean, you know what I'm saying? What's the difference between why this him? one or this well, one? This I, one? Why I think he picked this guy because he's going to go tell the Pharisees later when well, he comes back and gets him again. Well, this is a good, I mean, no, wait, stay with this. He's, yeah. He's, he's Jesus. I mean, he knows and can perceive uh, you know, some. That's, that's the that, church answer. <laughs> this is, no, a, this is an act of... This he would have known that he's going to pick up that mat and piss off the Pharisees. Well, he does as well. Yeah, right, okay, right, but you know, right. so that's one reason. Maybe but, he so had the mat versus the other person didn't. But let's let's wind this back a little. That's bit. fair. There's a there's, there's a, a certain facts. randomness here that we sometimes experience ourselves. What very much? What happened? What did he do? I'm in the same boat as that guy. How how did this? Fortune suddenly strike him, or well, or why did that person who had cancer get healed, but not my mother? 
um, there's this, there's this, there is this randomness. Not to, not to criticize you. I mean, right. We know, we know what was going to ensue, ensue well, and we let, can let, say there was some let's insight. Take it, let's take it to a, to another weirdness that that relates to Houston right now. So all over the city of Galena Park on the east side of Houston, where yes. eight tank fire, eight huge oil tanks have been burning for four days. There are huge clumps of ash that got dropped all over the city. Sure. I saw pictures on Facebook from yeah. people I know that live in Galena Park still. Why didn't they blow this way and the ash get dropped in Sugar Land based on how... Because this time of year, the wind could just as easily have been blowing from the northeast sure. towards us mm -hmm. versus from the southwest moving up, blowing from mm -hmm. the southwest towards the northeast or northwest, southeast and northwest to get to Galena Park. Yeah. Randomness, <laughs> like you said, you know, and this, and then and then not only that, but this guy's been there for thirty-eight years. I'm wondering if the thirty-eight years kind of thing didn't play into it. But also, it's way. this whole idea of when you look at it, he didn't do anything special. Mm -hmm. I mean, he may have. I, Mike, Mike raised this. He may not have even been a religious guy. He might have been there. Oh well, look, look, everybody. Something seems to happen they, when people go in this me. pool. They, but, <laughs> but here's the thing. He really wanted to be healed. Now, there's there's many people. There's well, no, there's many people though. They go along in life. Take myself for example. I don't want a bigger house. Okay. I'd have to walk upstairs if I have a bigger house. I'm comfortable with what, with what I have. Okay, I don't want to win a big, huge truck. I don't have a driveway to park it in. You know what I'm saying? But that also makes you live with a certain amount of authenticity. If you hear me saying, "Hey, man, I, you know, I wish I had a bigger house because I'd like a really porch." Well, shut up, dude. You just said you're fine with it. You know what I'm saying? You really don't want one. You won't make the sacrifice. And, and we get comfort. We get in our comfort. And I think that's what is different about this guy. And I think Jesus senses that he really wants to be healed. Second, mm. second question. Do you think it's because he knew that Jesus knew that he didn't know who he was? I'm sure there had to have some play in it. I mean, because, I mean, again, I, I think Jesus knew a lot of what was going to transpire. Maybe not everything. Oh, he, he definitely had supernatural wisdom about stuff. Exactly. I mean, there's, there's no doubt about that. That, that was proven last week. <laughs> I, I, woman still, well. I still think this was his perfect setup to have the knockdown, drag out argument he did with the Pharisees at the last oh. six or eight scriptures. The he goes to him and he hits him hard. Mm -hmm. And he goes to the guy and he says, stop sinning because he knows this guy's going to go tell the Pharisees. Well, we right. still yet mm -hmm. have not had a conversion or him telling, I'm the Messiah, accept right. me. But he did tell him, stop sinning. And he knew the guy's going to walk over to the Jewish leaders and say, this is the guy that healed him right there. Right. Well, well you know, I think, you know, back to the, the does he want to be healed? All right. So, I'm in the guy's shoes, so to speak. I apparently can get somebody to bring me to and from and help me to some degree there at the, at the pool. Ooh. Because I'm paralytic. I mean, you can't just lay there. Something has to happen. You have to eat. And right. Whatever. Somebody has to be your caregiver. So exactly. You, you have enough 
influence to that person to get them to bring you and to help you to some degree. But why can't you make a compelling enough story for them to stay one day to flop you into the water when the water stirs? Okay? So does he want to be healed? Or does he want to give the appearance of wanting to be healed? Is he getting money while laying there on the side of the pool because he can't get in and nobody will flip him in? And he you know? money with the guy So Jesus him? walks up and says, do you want to be healed? <laughs> You know, he didn't have to say, "Do you really? Is this really what you want?" Is he? Is he? Is he? Is he, is he, yeah, is he is right. But you know, sometimes that's going to be hard because you're going to be giving up things. You Absolutely. are no longer going to get sympathy because you're no longer paralytic. That's you're right. no longer going to get money sitting. You're actually going to have to go to work now and live. And you might be a caregiver. You may right from being and cared so for a caregiver. You want to be healed. Absolutely. And you know, I think he really was in your heart of hearts, man. Right here, right now. Ask yourself, and I think the guy probably goes, "You know what? If I could, I probably would." And that's why Jesus healed him. Yeah. Whether he believed in him or knew him or yeah. anything of Jesus, That's I think in that moment that guy, just like uh, uh, you know, somebody that doesn't believe in God, gets in a car wreck and is laying there in the street and goes, "You know what? Yep, I see it. I want to be healed, whether you you know do or not." But in that moment. I think he chose well, that way. And we're in podcast number 96. This is a Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. We're up against our hard break. We will be right back. You are listening to the Man Up Podcast, Spiritual Oasis for Men. Just like any muscle, we feel the faith muscle must be exercised. And here we do it real authentic, the Man Up way. Not pastors, just regular guys, each on a unique spiritual journey. Thanks for joining us. Deep questions and discussions you won't hear anywhere else, especially in today's climate. Missed an episode? They are archived. Free for you to select on SoundCloud. We come to you from the Man Up Studios at Sugarland Baptist Church, Sugarland, Houston, Texas, in the United States. Have a question or comment, or want to book a speaker or group and have Man Up come to you? Contact us on our Facebook page, Gigmasters, or WMA Cox at Comcast.net. And now, back to fellows of Man Up. And welcome back. This is Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. We're not pastors. We're just regular guys. And as you might be able to tell already, uh, this is the No Church Answers, Answers Tour. Uh, you can find us on uh, iTunes, uh, SoundCloud. We're also on Facebook. Uh, the professor says we have Twitter. I'm, I'm not a Twitterer or a tweeter or Twitter. whatever. Twitter. Uh, I'm not a tweeter. The Twitterverse. So, uh, the Twitterverse. That's, a, that's, sure. all, uh, that's all professor. And, but we do have a uh, website where you can access everything, which is uh, man-upspiritualoasis.com. So we're in John, and uh, we're, this is John 5, 1 through 24. We're talking about the invalid who was next to the well. Um, <clears throat> we've just been discussing, did the guy want to get well? And I think absolutely this one, but we have to, to apply this to our lives. There's so many complaints and things that I hear from people and you hear them repeatedly. And this kind of thing really 
comes to me and I want to just I'm going to I'm going to take this and I'm going to use it. Do you want to be healed? Do you re you complain about not having a job? Do you really want one? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, are you, you can apply this. That's right. Are, correct the issue. That's right. Or are you just complaining? Uh, you know, are you? Well, that's what the guy was doing. Yeah, you try. Well, I got no money to put me in the water. Right. He was complaining of his situation and not doing something about it. Kind of reminds me. Do you play to win or are you just a bad loser? <laughs> yeah, you, you know what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, I mean, in athletics, yeah, you, you know those guys. You know, every, every time they just complain like crazy, and you know, yeah, and you just want to pull them aside. You know, I'm sorry, pal, but you're really not that good. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, and that's the thing about this the story, uh, and, and you know, Jesus is God. The insight and how He uses this guy to further His kingdom, absolutely amazing, because what we're talking about is just one link in the chain. Well, going back a little, take, taking the story a little further. So, Steve kind of alluded to this a little bit. So, 98% of the time at least, when Jesus healed someone, they sought him out. Right. The right. only time that Jesus healed, with one exception, where he sought someone out, occurred on the Sabbath. The one exception is Lazarus, where he went and, and right. actually you could argue they sought him to they come heal him. Lazarus. Yeah, right. But, come heal our right. but of all the times Jesus healed, the only time he specifically went to someone and said, I'm going to heal you, was on the Sabbath. Well, we see, <laughs> we see, and if you you look at it, and again, this is no church answers, yeah. but we see a pretty aggressive Jesus here. Oh yeah. As, oh. Starting with that, he goes. He goes to you know it's Sabbath. He he's he's a good Jew. He knows exactly what, what he's doing even, and even what role he's so breaking. It, it goes into the mat because and, and he encourages the guy. He, he gives he gives him a command yep. that directly breaks the law. Mm -hmm. right. Pick up, carry your mat. And and yeah. and which and then then you know and, and instantly the Pharisees <laughs> swore you know, and, the, the, and the Jewish law was carrying goods from one place to another and he uh, was carrying and, his mat and, and, and <laughs> not only that and you know almost you know you play poker and you you, you try to induce somebody to do something right and, yeah, almost I mean of all the Picayune rules. Like this guy was crippled. He picked up his mat to get out of the right. way and count on some Pharisee being in there, you know, throwing the penalty flag. Right. Yeah, I'm mixing right. my metaphors. And you take your tie off. I mean, come on, you know. <laughs> you're gonna as the guy in the NCA you're gonna call that? <laughs> yep. And and but that and but then we get then then Jesus pushes and he taught he and again he once again drives home his equate equates himself with God the Father and you know irritating them more. In fact, this is almost a kind of a mini trial that happens here when the, 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 the testimonies are called, accusations are made. But yes, it's a, it's an aggressive Jesus going out of his way. I think we set this up a few weeks ago that he's actually going is out of his way to provoke Absolutely. the the Absolutely. Pharisees. Well, and, 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 and why does he 
why does he really want? And, and well, I, I think this is this is a good conversation. So several weeks ago, when we, I think it was podcast 93, 94, don't quote me on the exact mm-hmm. number. I'd have to look. But he goes and clears the temple out. Mm-hmm. Yes, the last right. boy, the that, guy from last that, year. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's got to poke. Mm-hmm. That was a direct poke in the eye. <laughs> right. This one is more, in my mind, as much as it is a poke at him, mm-hmm. it's, it's a little more subtle. <laughs> and, and, and it's like more passive-aggressive. No, no, it's not yeah, passive-aggressive I mean, at all. No, no, no. I mean, oh. he's using someone else, um, you know, and they know exactly who did it. And, you know, and, right, and they knew, right. and unlike, unlike we were talking before, the, the Pharisees knew who he was. Oh, right. <laughs> He'd already, oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, and they were probably on the lookout. It's, well, he it's, says, uh, he says, well they, they, they confirm, say, do you tell this guy to carry the man on the Sabbath? Yeah, he, yeah. Says, right. he says, well, my father works 24-7. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. I like that answer, 24-7. My father works 24-7, and right. he told me to do this. <laughs> So I want to do. I do good works on the Sabbath. What's wrong with you guys? Why do you think it's not okay right. to do good works on the Sabbath versus wait, you know, other six days a week? And 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 this is. I mean, he. I don't know that he's ever been this blunt with him. He said, "You do some really angry things and really sad things." But he says, "I don't do anything except what my I see my father do, and my father directs me to do." For just as the Father, now this gets, gets into what Kyle was saying, asking a while ago. He says, for just the Father raises the dead, the Father, my Heavenly Father raises the dead, and gives him life, even so the Son gives life to whom he pleases to give it to. So why didn't he heal all the other people? You asked that question, and I wanted to get to that, but we've been talking great well, about this whole it. set of scriptures. He said, I feel I want to heal. Who are you to ask me? (laughs) (laughs) That also also brings up the thing that, you know, all right, so you believe by sight. And so this guy would have been healed. Right. And so he would have had sight. But blessed are the ones that don't see and believe. And so the ones that saw this guy be healed, their point, or Jesus' point for them, is believe in me because you have seen, even if it isn't your own healing. And you know that's difficult for everybody in there because it's what you said. You know, why did that happen to him and not all of us? What's he so special for? But the point was believe in me, believe in the Father, believe in the Spirit and what we can do. And so I, I think that's why, you know, only the one person was healed. It was a test for the rest of them. Can you believe in me without your own personal healing? And I think that's something that all of us go through all the time. You know, well, and, ailments and, or anything else. Wow, I think that's that's interesting. I, I think it too is is I think Jesus is one of his primary missions was <coughs> to make sure that the Jews understood the old way wasn't going to work anymore. That, that it's especially not just the old way of the Torah that the law applied Mosaic not law. really but more importantly what you did to the law <laughs> isn't going to work anymore and he's really I think here he's starting to really poke at the people that have put their symbolism and their ritual 
and everything else in front of relationship with God. That this is kind of the, you know, he started the year before cast him out of the temple because what was what were they doing by setting the market up in the where they had it set up at? They were forbidding the non-Jews from worshiping God because they weren't allowed in the inner court. So now he's saying, hey, in addition to not letting the non-Jews worship God, you guys have also set up so many rules and laws and all this that people are so busy trying to follow the law, they're missing the whole point of it. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and actually, he, he, it's, it's, maybe savage is the wrong word, but pointed is certainly the word. We, we, this wasn't part of the reading, but he, he gives a, a, a long talk to, to the Pharisees that ends in verse 45, chapter 5, verse 45, where he really turns the tables on them. And he says, you don't even know the most important thing about Moses. Here you are citing Mosaic law and this. And he says at the end, <coughs> verse 45, verse 45 and 46, uh, but do not think I will accuse you before, your, before the Father. Your accuser is Moses, on whom your hopes are set. If you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote about me, which is a reference to Deuteronomy eighteen eighteen, yeah, uh, where which is a, which Moses gives a kind of a messianic prophecy of someone who will come after him. But since you do not believe, this is what Jesus says. But since you do not believe what he wrote, the most important thing, maybe, how are you going to believe what I say? So this is uh, he. He really is saying you guys are looking at them. I'm not looking at the right place. You know the you know all the law, but you're you're, you're doing it all wrong. It's funny. Up in 39, above that, they, yes. he actually says, "You diligently study the scriptures because you think that by them you possess eternal life. These are the scriptures that testify about me. Yet you refuse to come to me to have life. I mean, that's it. that you're putting." At that point, it was the Torah, mm-hmm. the prophet of the law and the prophets, yes. mm-hmm. in front of God and thinking mm-hmm. they are God, basically, because you put so much into mm-hmm. it. And and you have to wonder, and, and okay, no church, no church question time. We mm-hmm. do no church answers and no church okay. questions. What was Nicodemus' take on all this? Because <laughs> he had the whole conversation with Jesus. Well, he's had a year to think about this. I know, yeah, that I, too. And, and uh, um, you know, I... One, one of the questions... I'm, I'm that, you know, I, I've got this whole list of questions I want to talk to God about mm-hmm. when I'm when you, when in you, heaven. Yeah. You know, tell me about Nicodemus and what the heck was going on during these, like, three years mm-hmm. here. <laughs> You know, it's kind of one of them, just because I'm just really curious. I'm sure he was probably caught up in the system. I mean, you're you're fasted. Well, but you know, you have a good living. Okay. So again, or is he willing to give up his prestige, his position, uh, everything? You know. So I'm sure he may have been going, man, oh, you know, this Jesus, he's getting a bad rap. This really sucks for him. You know, it may have had a real heart for him. But again, you're in that position, you know. Uh, it's like watching the State of the Union, that if you're on the opposite, 
you know, party from the president, whoever that is, you're sitting there, even if he says something good, that one guy that wants to clap and go, yay, and everybody's looking at him going, sit down. You know, that, that's Nicodemus. That's not our guy. That's, that's not our guy. That's what I see him. He's stuck in the middle and going, I'd like to be going, yay, Jesus, and hey, he is the Messiah. Don't you moron see it? But if I do that, you may have me up on that cross just like you do everybody else. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there is self-preservation in there, at least the way I see it. You know, in that day and age, they'll kill you just as quick as you say, well, you know, I don't believe the Jews. String them up! Mm -hmm. You know, so are you going to speak up or are you going to kind of be that same guy? You're in the background, you're always <coughs> in the air. And you're always listening and you're learning. But ultimately, he does speak up. I mean, he does. Well, ultimately, up. yes. But yeah, yeah. I mean, right. maybe we don't know if he's here or if he's just kind of like you're saying, he's somewhat circumspect. I, I would expect <laughs> by now, though, they they pretty much knew each other fairly well, Jesus and the Pharisees. Yeah. yeah. It's, I'm, uh, I'm, it's uh, you know, when you pretty much know your opponent uh, fairly well. Well, I'm, I'm curious to know think. if. Because I don't think they really knew it was Jesus at first. They see this guy carrying his mat. What the heck are you doing? Why are you carrying a mat? Right. Well, the guy who healed me told me to pick it up and and carry it off. And I wonder if some of them thought, now who in the world would do that? And the other's going, oh man, it's that Jesus He's guy here. back again. He's here. <laughs> and you know, this one just occurred to me. They never questioned the fact that the healing was genuine. That's, no, they, that, they, that's no. they, they don't they go, oh, there he is, faking everything. Get, no, no. They, 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 they accept they, the fact that this healing it, happened. It's, it's and and now they're annoyed that he did it. <laughs> when this wonderful miracle happened, and they're saying, well, what you well, doing on the Sabbath? They, they've already caught wind of Jesus and the miracles. You know, they already know of this. And, you know, he's been in there, he, you know, the cleansing of the temple, you know, a, a year before or whatever. They know of it. This no secret. They've already plotted to kill him. Right. So anytime he pokes his head in, they're going, oh man, this is trouble. We've all it? said that when somebody walks through the door. Oh Lord, there goes the neighborhood. You know, because they're going to cause trouble. You know, and honestly, we hadn't really spoken of it. That verse 14, you know, stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. Mike mentioned it. Yeah. You know, I, I think. You know, once this guy was seen, the Pharisees catch him. Hey, what the heck are you doing? Oh, some guy healed me and told me to do it. And then I think they're in there, you know, saying, you know, shut up. You know, and I think they pressured him. We talked some of this Sunday that kind of pressured him into saying, you know, maybe that wasn't the guy. Because maybe that water is miraculous. <laughs> right, you know, but maybe that wasn't the guy. Maybe, maybe I was faking it. Right. And, and so, so that, why, he was lying in... So maybe that's why Jesus think, admonished him, stop mm -hmm. sinning or... But right, I exactly. Jesus walks up to him and says that he sides with the Pharisees now. Why are you carrying your mat? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Mike's, Mike's got himself tickled here. Right? Mike. I, mean, I think Jesus had a sense of humor. God the Father certainly is. Yes. Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah, I, would, but, I would say so. But anyway, mm. that's just a thought. Maybe he walks up to him and says, after he told him to carry the mat, why are you carrying the mat? <laughs> Stop sinning. Right. Well, we're going to go ahead and go around the room and get some final comments from the fellas and then uh, talk about our upcoming... Uh,
the Magic 100. Go ahead and uh, start with Michael Cropper. Yeah, Go thanks ahead. a lot. You were <laughs> <laughs> Kyle over here laughing. Right. All right. Um, great story. Uh, uh, and we say story. This is a great, great <clears throat> example of uh, Jesus setting the people straight. The, the, right. the letter of the law versus the uh, spirit of the law, right? And you know, you guys know, if anybody would know anything about that, it's me being a prosecutor. And Jesus, uh, Jesus says, I came to fulfill the Mosaic law. I came to fulfill the Old Testament. I am the whole purpose of it. I can choose to follow your, your letter of the law to where it doesn't help somebody, or I can choose to follow the, uh, the spirit of the law and heal somebody who needs it on the Sabbath. And this is how I'm getting your attention to tell you I am the Messiah. And that is my purpose for being here. <laughs> so it's just a great story. And I uh, loved everybody sharing their part on it. Right. Kyle Trahan. Now, um, the miraculous healing part is always interesting to me. You know, one of the gifts of the Spirit is healing. And that's one you don't see much. You know, um, you know, in our day and age, you had the evangelistic preachers standing on the stage, and be healed, and slap their hand and shove them down, and you know, throw a snake on them, or you know, whatever. You know, there was a lot of theatrics to some of that. Right. And so it it makes a lot of believing that in this day and age difficult because to me, you know, I have a tainted view of the theatrics of it all. You know. And I don't think Jesus ever had the, well, you know, cleansing the temple. There was definitely theatrics and all uh, to all of this, but it wasn't like that. You know, he was much more subtle in his approach to the person he was healing, you know. Um, but I, I, I really wished I had that gift because that seems like a really cool one that you could walk up and, you know, uh, in different circumstances, whether the people believed in you or not, you know, that you had that gift uh, from God that you would be able to deliver it or people that knew of you and knew you had that power like they did Jesus uh, would seek you out. And, you know, just for myself, I know of a couple of people that have had that miraculous healing. Uh, one was uh, stage four cancer. Uh, and then from 12 weeks of diagnosis, she was cancer free in 12 weeks. Um, you know, mm -hmm. And there's just, in my eyes, I mean, it, it's a perfect combination of things that happen with her treatment, but a lot of prayer, you know. Um, and I, I do really believe that the miraculous healings can happen, and people need to believe in it and, you know, uh, accept it. Sometimes it doesn't happen, like the other people at the pool. He right. healed one, right. but they all wanted healing. And I think that's where we got to be. We got to believe that we can heal and accept if we don't. Professor. Yeah, um, I, I really just think this is Jesus. I think he wanted to heal. I think it was very specific. I think he's poking the eyes, poking the eye of the Pharisees at this point. This is this is the old proverbial poke the bear. Yeah. Jesus right. is starting to poke the bear a little bit, and he's saying, "Hey." I'm here to make changes to this stuff that you guys have been corrupting for centuries. I mean, we, we talked about it back when we were doing Samuel. You know, Eli's kids, before Samuel's, turned the temple into a racket. 
Samuel's kids turned the temple into a racket. No telling what all happened after David and Solomon because evidently it was really a racket at some point in there. And now the Pharisees have come back and yeah, they broke the racket of idolatry and all that with the Jews, but they turned it into another kind of racket. A racket of you have to follow all these rules to be God, to follow God, versus what you really need to do to follow God. Before I end, I want to shout out to Philip Nation. Um, he is a new follower on Twitter, so hey, we appreciate the follow. So follow us on Twitter, Men Up Spiritual Oasis. Awesome. On the Twitter feed, so we picked up a couple of followers the last couple of weeks. John Philip Nation is one of them, and he's actually a professor here at HPE. Cool. Uh, watch yourself then. <laughs> watch your, your, watch yeah. your grammar, fellas. Now i got to watch what I'm doing. Right, so. right. Mr. Steve Titch. Uh, well, yes, as I said at the top of the, of the podcast, <clears throat> there's, a, there's a different context for this. In fact, we get a more classic healing story right before this. We, we didn't go over it, but Jesus does heal an official son. Is the classic official, official goes to Jesus and says, ask, heal my son, and the son is healed. Here... Here we have a healing of a person we don't even know really believes. There's no statement of faith. Uh, Jesus does not even say your faith has made you well. He just says get up and walk. And it, that really is a catalyst for this whole discussion as to about, about law. about and, and, and that it's really not about the letter of the law. It's not about even dipping in a pool for healing. It's, it's about except being, being open to Christ. And again, we also get here, as it's going through John, a clear identification with Jesus as God. Uh, it's another place in here where Jesus says he and the Father are one in the same. Uh, and and, and it's, it's, cert, it's an interpret, and it's, and it's received that way because the, the Pharisees realize, you know, this is blasphemy. They're, they're, they're very unhappy about this whole thing. You know, it's amazing about these podcasts. I mean, these guys, everybody is so different. I, I always think differently from you guys. I think about the guy on the mat and the idea that do you want to get well and thinking about, yeah, my life is a drag, but at least I know it's a drag. I, I, you know, I know what the routine of this drag is. And all of a sudden, the wind blew some luck in his direction. And really, honestly, it seems like Jesus, for him, was just luck. But he was a much bigger part of Jesus' ministry in that he was a tool to advance Jesus' ministry. Whereas Jesus, as far as he was concerned, it was kind of a lucky break for him. I wonder how many people go through life like that and get a... Because we saw we saw the woman in the well just has a conversation with Jesus and she's immediately going to the townspeople and saying, "Hey, this is the guy." This is real. We, yeah. we see we, again. It's it's an interesting juxtaposition with other cases. And how many how many people I mean, are out there that you know the Lord has touched their lives and it's they're they're oblivious to it or you know they view it as oh I just you know. Hit the lottery that lucky. day, or I, I, got, or I got yes, I got lucky, and, and it karma. It was karma. <laughs> yeah. And and the thing and the thing about it is, and I'm going to end with this. Maybe you're that guy. Maybe for someone out there, you're that guy 
that touches them in a way that they can't be touched and you heal them and you heal them from something something hurting them maybe something spiritual and that's the whole idea behind the man up man up spiritual oasis for men we're not pastors we're just regular guys this is podcast number 96 got the big 100 coming up and oh there's some huge huge plans that we've been making can't divulge any of them don't really know them yet because they're even secret from me but uh, we'll be unveiling them pretty quick so want to invite each and every one of you uh, to just let us know if you have any kind of questions we're on Facebook uh, SoundCloud iTunes uh, you can also find us in the Twitterverse and you can we have a website at man-upspiritualoasis.com Invite each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. Why local? Because you'll go. And then get involved in adult Bible fellowship, preferably a man-only Sunday school. And if there isn't one, start one! This is Man Up! You've been listening to Man Up. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up. Post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.